0: Harry's and the Trevor Project want you to shave with pride. This is the Focus Group.
1: It's the savvy side of 9 to 5. Listen. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Laugh. (laughs) And learn. Negotiation. This is what you do in business. This is the Focus Group with Tim Bennett. S-T-A-U-N-C-H. And John Nash. Keep your clothes looking neat and clean. We're all business. Except when we're not. Hello.
0: Welcome to The Focus Group. Tim Bennett here, as always, with my good friend and co-host, Mr. John Nash. Today is Wednesday, May 22nd already, and if it was John, John would be telling you what week of the month of the quarter of the century of the whatever it was, right?
2: (laughs) It's the third week of the fifth month of the new year.
0: (laughs) An ultimate this or that. But uh, we're we're moving ahead toward uh, Memorial Day and the start of summer, so uh, thanks for joining us here in The Focus Group. You heard at the opening... We have uh, two very special guests joining us later today from a Harry Shave Club and from the Trevor Project, and they're going to talk to us about an initiative they're going to launch, or that they're launching uh, here with us today, called Shave with Pride, and uh, with money's going to the Trevor Project when you buy these shaving sets. So we'll talk about that a little later, and of course all our usual stuff. Be sure to go to focusgroupradio.com to find out uh, all about us, to look at our other archive shows and audio, as well as our... Podcast, which is TFG
2: Unbuttoned. That's all the formatics, Jonah. You're done with formatics. We had a lot more formatics when we were on satellite radio. Oh my goodness! Do do? One to two did it at Eastern standards, Mountain Time. You had to do all this other Wednesdays stuff.
0: Wednesdays at two, and Wednesday, Thursdays, and Tuesdays. And I was wondering about that because there's lots of lots of. Um, so,
2: are you like as reruns. surprised as I am that Memorial Day is literally here? I'm disgusted and surprised. <laughs> Where did the
0: disgust come from? <laughs> Well, I, I, I had expectations I was going to be healthier. I thought my leg would be better from my surgery and I would be able to exercise more. So I've decided no, I'm just not going to eat. I'm going to eat one
2: meal a day. This is going to be, this is your new diet? Just, you, I've just decided. No, no food. I see Garrett in Garrett's the, uh, Garrett and in, Steve in the Intermittent
3: booth. fasting. Do you know anyone who's done that
0: intermittent fasting?
3: I, I think Adam Carolla tries to do it. So what's he do? He'll eat for three days, take one off? I think he does like I can only eat for eight hours during the day. That's kind right, kind of thing. Yeah. So he tries to like make it until dinner, and then he could eat dinner, and then maybe a snack or something later. But he'll try not to eat breakfast or lunch.
0: So he goes eight days with no, or eight hours with no food.
3: No, eight hours in the day where he's able to eat food. So we.
2: Yeah. So, so maybe
3: from like four to midnight. So he tries to get to four o'clock every day before he can eat food.
2: Oh gosh, you Or a, or you do the opposite of what Garrett's suggesting. You. You have breakfast, your last meal is three o'clock or something yeah, like something that. Like three or that. four. Yeah. yeah. And then, and that supposedly your body gets used to that level of calorie intake. Richard, and- does, Richard does one meal a day.
0: He always just always has. And I had, a, I had a, when I worked at Subaru, I had a boss that did one meal a day. Or he mm-hmm. would do these fasting things where he would go 24, 48 hours on a water
2: fast. Yeah. The, li- the liquid stuff I've heard but about too.
0: I don't know. I like to eat. <laughs>
2: By the way, hello Garrett. How's it going? <laughs> hello Steve. <laughs> hello Steve. Boys in the booth. Bringing us. Hey, how you doing? All the all the all the magic they do with buttons and levers and pulleys and cables and things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I don't know, John. What about a keto diet? See, I, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so everybody talks about. Flakey, I don't know if flaky and cakey
2: can do keto. I Here's my I, yeah. issue.
0: If somebody could find me a menu that I don't have to pay for or download all this nonsense. I type in K-E-T-O, and then it wants me to jump through all kinds of hoops. Why doesn't it just say for breakfast, have a hard-boiled egg and a slice of bacon?
3: That's really it. It's just like eat meat, cheese, and fats as much as you can, but no
0: carbohydrates
3: or starches. And, so,
0: and it sounds so easy, I say to myself all the time, if I just cut out bread, rice, uh, pastries, but I don't eat a lot of pastries or cakes, but if you cut out bread, rice, pasta... I guess potatoes, you'd probably be
2: okay? Starch? Yeah. I think I do. Maybe I don't. Bodies change. We're getting old. Yeah, the keto thing is fascinating. And I, and I Garrett just confirmed something that I did not quite realize. I didn't know if fat was such a big part of the diet. Like the
0: Atkins diet, right?
2: Yeah. They but, say
0: the problem
3: with fat is it's called fat. Like it makes people think they get fat from eating fat. Yeah. But you don't. It's like the starches and the carbohydrates that really... Store it's up. It's healthy
2: fats. It's like avocado. and Yeah, yeah. I, so I was in the store the other day, and I saw these. Uh, I'm a snack fiend. I, I love cookies and stuff. You also ride a million miles a week on a bike. And that's you what allows that. me to do what Snacks. I do, even though, let's face it, uh, I, I should be a little more careful. But I'm in the store, and I saw these keto peanut butter cups. And I read the back of the package, and it was fat and protein, but no, barely any carbohydrates. No like, sugar. Exactly. So that's what Garrett's getting at. So I thought, wow, but that bag of peanut butter cups is $14. Costs a lot of money to look good. (laughs) Well, or you need to figure out keto recipes.
0: I don't want to cook, and I don't don't like people that are doing— I want to cook. I I want to cook. Everybody eats this, uh, you know, no fat this or that. Well, it's loaded with sugar, and the sugar turns to fat. So that's always a misnomer to me. But if anybody could find me a keto recipe, I'll eat the same thing every day for a month. I did that when I did
2: that reality show yeah the same right. thing every Ooh, day. You, you were not happy at the end of that. But I felt good. You felt good, but that, that, that oof.
0: Fixie and I were on that diet. Fixie <laughs> anyway, and I were on that diet. What, what caught your eye this week, Mr. Nash?
1: Not your eye, here's what Tim and John found.
2: Um, Many, many weeks ago, I, I want to say it was sometime in the winter, our good friend Lauren out at Deep Discount, uh, who we work with, turned us on to a documentary. Oh, <laughs> Called uh, Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood, and it was a, a documentary about a guy named Scotty Bowers who used to work at a gas station. And the legend is Walter Pigeon drove in, who and I guess Walter Pigeon was was gay. I always think of him as the the mad scientist <laughs> in Forbidden Planet, and I never hooked that up with his sexuality. But apparently, one of his homes is selling in in, in Hollywood, and it's on the market for one point five million dollars. <laughs> So I'll just read a couple things here. Anyone who has seen Matt Tiranar's documentary, Scotty and the Secret History of Hollywood, knows the tale. After World War II, Bowers made his way to L.A., where he got work as an attendant at a Hollywood Boulevard gas station. It was there that he met the actor Walter Pigeon, who invited him back to his house for a pool party. Yeah. <laughs> air quotes. If you're, I did air quotes if you're listening and not watching. Bowers quickly turned to prostitutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bowers quickly turned to prostitution and started facilitating thousands, if not tens of thousands, of sexual encounters for major film actors like Cary Grant, George Cukor, and Rock Hudson, almost all of whom were closeted due to the anti-gay politics of the studios at the time. Turning a trick during the golden age of Hollywood usually resulted in someone walking away with a $20 bill. Scotty Bowers bought the house that he's now selling uh, in Hollywood Grove in 1950s, fifty-two. He paid for it in $20 bills. He, he gave, when he bought the house, he handed over 1,020s, a, a, a stack of 1,000. So it was a $20,000 investment in a house in Hollywood. And now he's selling it for $1.5 Think about that. Well,
0: they never asked where the money, came. well, right now, back then they didn't ask where the money came from.
2: And it, here's the cash. So he's selling that. That home is on North St. Andrew's Place. Uh, it's on the market. Bowers, who is alive and well. Uh, resides in Laurel Canyon. He sold the St. Andrew's place home last year for 940000 but it's back on the market or something. Apparently the house is in squalor, though. If you go inside, he was, do you remember in the movie he was a hoarder? Yeah. He said, So he would move between corridors of paper and all this other stuff to, to get around. And while the listing agent, Normand and Associates, Constantine this guy, I can't pronounce his last name, he's a listing agent, includes Bowers in the marketing materials, and he's mentioned on the home's listing page simply as a Hollywood legend.
0: Well, I was going to say, it's more the history of the house. Oh, yeah. You a piece of history right So
2: he's listed as a Hollywood legend. They aren't leaning on that celebrity no. in the way that you normally would say a Taylor Swift, because the legacy is a little more complicated. <laughs> oh, whose house was this? Well, he was a prostitute. Took her to the stars. And he was a pimp. Pimp to the stars. <laughs> But um, it is considered... An- and then this guy says, Los Angeles is a real estate town. And for me, at least, part of this ed- this uh, Bowers story is the fact that he actually owned two homes. And, and they said here, most sex workers, if they make it out of the business at all, don't end up with much in life. But Scotty ended up with two houses that are worth a pretty penny. He's a savvy businessman and he's a survivor. He's also viewed as a uh, protector of the queer community in Hollywood and he's held up as a... A really cool guy. Although when that book came out, because he did write a book, tell all, tell right. all, a lot of people weren't too happy with the tell all because he he kind of screwed around with the legacies of certain stars who are not really around to defend yeah. themselves. Yeah, you know? so my caught my eye was the fact that his the how the the headline was and I didn't even read it. Home of Hollywood's most notorious gay hustler hits the market it's for dark. one point five million. So there you go.
0: I'd look at it. Yeah,
2: I'd certainly look at it, yeah. I looked at Arlene Francis's
0: house to buy in Connecticut. Oh my it was a God. great house. That would be cool. And um, I didn't really know all that much about Arlene Francis, but then now that I've watched and learned more about her, I just can't imagine her in, in town wandering around, but I didn't buy it. So mine is, is for you, John. Oh, And uh, this headline, I, I came across this. This is Vienna. This is Vienna, Austria. Vienna Cemetery now offers a LEGO set so you can recreate funerals. <laughs> like every kid's dream come true. Let's kids will have a blast assembling a LEGO crematorium, a hearse, a grave, and now more available from the Vienna Funeral Museum. A
2: crematorium.
0: Right. Build your own funeral piece by piece with these LEGO kits from the Vienna Funeral Museum from the Vienna Central Cemetery. The gift shop has them. You can also buy them online. So kids can answer that big question, what happens to Grandpa in the crematorium? So (laughs) if you're watching along here, there's different pictures. There's a little Lego set with the crematorium and the casket goes in. The little worker's there. There's a horse-drawn hearse. Um, There's a group of mourners. There's some mini mourners. There's grave diggers. There's a, uh, a, a family in mourning, plus a skeleton, which they threw in for the for the uh, families to uh, to represent the deceased. They said that they've, they noticed that this is gonna help teach kids about death. So they partnered with a company to produce these gloriously morbid Legos. They said, and the box says, for the small and large undertaker of tomorrow. So they're apparently selling quite well, and uh, so well in fact, and the publicity happened that there's a Japanese, um, well, this is related to the cemetery. They said this cemetery has done gimmicks a lot of times to get uh, attention to itself. They said this is just the latest stunt. They said recently the cemetery had raised eyebrows when it alerted local media of all the popular people that were buried in the cemetery, such as Beethoven and Strauss.
2: For tours, I'm guessing, right?
0: So the Japanese jumped right on it. There's a Japanese undertaker who has reserved hundreds of plots in the cemetery and is selling them to Japanese who want to be buried in the same cemetery where Beethoven, Strauss, oh. and other greats have passed. So it me, it's like Forest Lawn in Hollywood, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, I don't know, was there, was there, did, was there, the other pictures, I think there's one, so there's the, they're holding, the, the guys holding the casket there, there's the gravedigger. There's the morning then family, there's the, there's uh, the there crematorium, was, And there's yeah. one with a hearse. I thought the hearse was kind of very Munster-like up there on the right. Yeah, well, it's Lego bricks. Well, there's a funeral car, the train, they had it all. So there, is, that's what caught my eye. Would you like a set, John?
2: I think it's morbid, but, but hey, Lego sh- pops up in the weirdest places, doesn't yeah. it? I thought it was. I thought I just couldn't believe it. I thought it was a joke, but no.
0: So that was it.
1: So our business birthday today. Everyone does celebrity birthday greetings, but the Focus Group is the only show in the universe that celebrates business birthdays. Do you know who Quinn Martin is? Born May twenty second, nineteen
0: twenty two. Died September fifth, nineteen eighty seven, at sixty five. TV or game? Game? He was. You're good. So it's TV. He was an American television producer. He had at least. Get this. He had at least one television series running in prime time every year for twenty one straight years. Jeez. From nineteen fifty nine to nineteen
2: eighty. Isn't his name usually associated with another? Well, QM Productions. Like is what Owens he Martin. Did they do like laugh or something? No, no he some didn't different. do that. Okay. So
0: he was born in New York City. His real name was Irwin Martin Cohn, but he changed his name to Quinn because people had trouble mispronouncing Cohn, C-O-H-N. I don't know why. So he changed it to Quinn. So uh, he attended Berkeley, and then he started his television career at MGM. He joined his father, who also worked there in post-production. You'll like this. He, uh, he was there in the 1950s. He became executive producer at Desilu Studios, which was founded by Lucy, uh, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, and his first wife. Was one half of the writing duo between I Love Lucy,
2: Madeline Pugh
0: Davis was his wife. Really? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Cause I,
2: also, you know, Desi Lu plays episodes. also, beyond Lucy, Desi Lu also was a studio that first produced Star Trek. Star Trek and Andy Griffiths. Andy Griffith. there you a go. Two of, of our favorite things. shows. I also think Bewitched. So in
0: 1959, he produced an anthology TV series, which became a, uh, a show on CBS called The Untouchables, which went on to win several Academy Awards. So in 1960, you then established QM Productions, which produced several high-rated television programs in the 60s, shows such as The Fugitive, 12 O'Clock High, The FBI, The Invaders, The Streets of San Francisco,
2: Cannon, and Barnaby Jones. Or you said The Invaders and The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. The Invaders, I recently just watched. I, I bought the DVDs from Deep on. actually. It's an interesting show, sci-fi. And The Fugitive, they eventually made a movie out of it with Harrison Ford many years later. Interesting. He had a very particular style, they said. Uh, the way his shows would open, they
0: would make an announcement, and then it would fade to black, and they would show the stars coming. They said most of his ep- episodes were all, always structured into four acts and an epilogue, each labeled at the start of each segment with the show title and the act number, or epilogue near the end of the program, he died September fifth, nineteen eighty-seven, a heart failure in California.
2: Now you have his age of death at sixty-five. Yeah, I think that's kind of young. I, I mean, for maybe for his generation, yeah. but for sixty-five is is not that's not old. No, it's not old. I mean, for heart disease at that the, age, you know, for twenty-two, yeah. He could still be alive. But wow! Like, what an incredible hit, and, and what a time to have a career in television when you were creating things that ne- we never saw before—series, ideas, the whole thing. Yeah, I,
0: I always love, I always love those sort of people because I don't, you know, what he did, but yep. you don't know, you didn't know who he was, I guess, unless you were actually in Hollywood. So hey, everybody knows that uh, one of our partners here on the Focus Group is Deep Discount. Be sure you own your own passion by going to focusgroupradio.com and clicking on the Deep Discount logo and start shopping away. Uh, today we've um we're going to celebrate TV drama and miniseries sale.
2: which is a funny way to hook into the business birthday, yeah. which I didn't think we even knew we were going to do that. But
0: so, um, so Mr. Nash, you picked uh, TV
2: drama and TV miniseries. Drama and miniseries. So you probably had a field day with this. What did you pick? I clicked on the site. I saw all these things, but you know what? I kept being drawn to. I was a show that I used to love as a kid. I would watch it with my mom. It's Quincy M.E. Medical. Really, examiner, you watched Jack Klugman. And I think I like it so much because of the theme song. So Garrett's going to play a little little hint of this music here. Da, 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 da,
0: da. 70s, man. You sitting there in your little footy pajamas?
1: <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, um, you are about to enter the most fascinating sphere of police work, the world of forensic medicine.
2: And they showed Jack clubbing running his hand down a woman's thing or you know, thigh or something. Because he was supposed to be, he's like this older guy, but he was a sex symbol. And so I chose Quincy. And Quincy would work with this guy named Sam, uh, an Asian actor. And they together would solve crimes. And uh, early seasons contained elements of mystery and whodunit and focused on criminal investigations. A typical episode would find Quincy determining the real murder in a crime or the real cause of an unusual uh, poisoning case later seasons he delved into social responsibility but i highly recommend season one of quincy just in the way back machine
0: way back machine i like, I like <laughs> yeah. that one
2: mine couldn't be any different
0: i chose dynasty the complete series what a per—oh, my God, wait, that's a whole box set. A whole box set, which went back to my days <laughs> when I was in college, and everybody—everything would stop on a—I th- think it was a Thursday night, so it started— Thursday? You would watch at the bars or something, yeah, right? starred people such as John Forsythe, Linda Evans, and Joan Collins. Uh, John Forsythe starred as the family patriarch Blake Carrington, and uh, with Linda Evans as his devoted second wife, Crystal, and in the second season, the arrival of Joan Collins as Alexis— Then, of course, all the fighting ensued, which was great. In in later years, Diane Carroll, Jack, Coleman, John James, Heather Locklear, Pamela Sue Martin, and Emma Sams joined in. I didn't realize, 220 episodes, 57 discs.
2: 57, what?
0: So you get it on DVD. You could say 47% or almost half. If you buy it through deep discount for $73 and 83 cents, it was uh, the box that was released October, 2017. But I used to love watching dynasty and they said there was actually a scene toward the later years where it was an uh, um, homage to Lucy and Ethel because they got in a fight in, like, a pool or a vat, and they said it was very much oh. reminiscent of, of I Love Lucy when she got in the grapes
2: with Future the sure Future fights between Alexis and Crystal would always take place in front of a water feature, yeah. so they're both <laughs> pitching into it. <laughs> in these gowns and everything's a cat fight, pulling each other's hairs. So that's what I picked. What, what was the release this week? Uh, release this week is a movie... Um, It's the third of a series and uh, it's called How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World on Blu-ray. So this follows the adventures of the little dragon, Toothless. I don't know if anybody's a How to Train Your Dragon fan. When I was doing my uh, animation work, one of my teachers actually worked on How to Train Your Dragon and described the weeks, if not months, that the animators actually went to special flying schools where they, really? had to, they studied birds and, and winged creatures wow. to figure out how they actually, so they can animate them properly. But um, How to Train Your Dragon, Hidden World on Blu-ray, I'm going to probably pick it up because it's going to force me to watch the other two. There's a lot of animation I have to catch up on, man.
0: I laughed. I put it at the bottom of it, There's No Place Like Home, because it was very much that journey, the animated journey, which when you, John and I tried to sell an animated show, and the guy told us, every, every, what do you say, every cartoon's got the same?
2: Yeah, no it, it's like the, the hero's journey. journey. It's yeah. like Wizard of Oz. Uh, hero leaves home because of a problem, is befriended along the way by someone with magical powers, right? Like Glenda the Good or whatever. Uh, buh, 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 they bounce along, they solve the problem, they go home, but they can never really go home again because they're changed and transformed by the. It's, like it. it's called the it, Red Nose And it's it's a writer's thing. It's called the hero's journey. I don't it, know why it's so tough to write. <laughs> All right, so recapping deep <laughs> discount for everybody. Uh, own your passion, as Tim said, and go to a Deep Discount. But and get there by going to focusgroupradio.com, clicking on the Deep Discount logo. Arr, it's the shark and the puppet. If you saw last week, which I love the puppet. He's gonna make the puppet's gonna drop in occasionally. I think a stanzas, not all the time. So. TV drama miniseries sale going on right now. I pick Quincy, starring Jack Klugman. Tim picked Dynasty, the complete series. Not a bad price for 57 discs. discs. 220 episodes, I had no idea there were that many. And the release this week is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World on Blu-ray. What do we say, Garrett? Thanks, deep discount. We are gonna take a quick break. And when we return, we're gonna be welcoming uh, Maggie Harrow. Uh, she's the head of social impact at Harry's Shave. Uh, well, it's just Harry's, right? I should just say Harry's. And uh, Shira Kogan from the Trevor Project. They're going to talk about a really cool thing that Harry's is doing for Pride this month. So stay with us, and we'll be right back after this quick break.
1: You're listening to The Focus Group with Tim and John. Learn more at focusgroupradio.com. Focus on the savvy side of 9 to 5 with The Focus Group. really listen laugh and learn with Tim and John
3: I never try anything I just do it
0: hey welcome back to the focus group Tim Bennett here as always with my good friend and co-host John Nash we are the focus group we're sitting next to each other because as promised we have uh two great guests joining us today we've got Maggie Euro from Harry's and we have Shira Kogan from the Trevor Project so welcome to the focus group
4: Thanks for having us. Thank you so much.
0: So, for the for the people that are listening just by audio, why don't um, each of you introduce yourself so they can recognize your voices? So we'll start with Maggie.
4: Sarah, I'm Maggie. I get to work at Harry's and lead social impact there. Hi, my
5: name is Shira Kogan, um, and I work at the Trevor Project.
2: You cool. have no. Yeah, by the way, you have no idea how much trouble we used to get in years ago. We had a <laughs> consultant that was training us how to do radio, and we I used to call her the Frau. Because she was like a nun. She'd wrap your knuckles and, and we had two male guests, and there was so there's four guys in a studio, and we were just talking, and then she, the break comes and she raps on the window, she goes, get her. <laughs> so we got out and she goes, You have to go around the room and make sure everybody knows. Remember that how crazy right. it was? It was crazy. Which is
0: why we did that, so people could see, yeah, see yeah, who's that's... who. So so um, you guys are launching a uh, an initiative called Shave with Pride. Mm-hmm. And uh, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about it before we get into John? Actually, has the we both got kits
2: yeah. but before I, we I took beautiful. pictures too we'll put up on the video before we get into that, there's
0: uh, some people that might not know about about harry's so yeah. if you just let us know about about the brand and what you guys do
4: yeah so we're a men's grooming company um and we've run pride before uh we actually ran uh, pride last year this is our second pride um and and mostly we do this because of our social impact work and that's the work that i get to lead um so at harry's we set aside one one percent of all sales goes back to nonprofit all
2: sales of all sales wow okay
4: yeah it goes back to nonprofit organizations that are providing mental health care for men and every year we we try to do pride so that we can support that community as well so in addition to that this set is actually separate and and that a hundred percent of profits go back Um, so we're really excited to be supporting the LGBTQ community um, but this is just one of our activations and one of the ways we get to do it all the time so um, we're excited the campaign is launching on May 15th Um, And so you'll be able to see some of the creative there and some of the talent that we featured um, and the rest. But mostly what we're we're really proud of is that 100% of profits go back to the Trevor Project and we're partnering that with them for this particular product. Um, But in addition to that, we actually are donating $200,000 to their work uh, they do every day. So our partnership exists beyond just the Pride campaign.
0: So Shira, why don't you, for the three people out there that might not know about what the (laughs) great work is that that you do and and, um, why the Trevor Project is so important uh, for particularly the LGBT community, but for people in general.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So the Trevor Project is the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization specifically for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people. So really the goal and the mission is to end suicide for LGBTQ youth. And this is a huge issue in the LGBTQ community. Um, Suicide's actually the second leading cause of death for all young people in general. Um, but LGBTQ youth are at a significantly higher vulnerability and risk. So actually, lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender young people are more than four times more likely to attempt suicide as their straight peers, um, their straight and cisgender peers. And um, actually, up to 50% of all trans people have attempted suicide at some point in their lives, uh, many at, before the age of 25, which is the age that we focus on.
0: Do You think, and I don't know if I'm going down the the wrong path, but... <laughs> Have you seen um, an uptick recently with, with kind of the environment we have with our current Administration. politics? Administration. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys seen, is the volume the same, do you think, or does it has it changed a bit?
5: No, it's a great question. And unfortunately, we actually have seen significant increases in our volume. So actually, right after the 2016 election, our call volume doubled overnight. And honestly, doubled that was
2: overnight.
5: Doubled overnight. And this was a huge wake-up call to us, honestly, wow. as an organization, wow. recognizing that we have so much more work to do. Um, and actually, our research has shown that there are 1.5 million LGBTQ youth who consider suicide or experience a significant crisis every year in the U.S. alone. And today, we're serving 75,000 young people via our direct crisis services, where young people can call us, they can text us, they can instant message us, and talk to a trained crisis counselor for free and confidential support. Um, and we're the largest organization that's doing this for the specific population and really focused on LGBTQ youth. But as you can hear from those numbers I just shared, we're not.
2: Oh, it's, it's barely making a dent at the. If, exactly. if those numbers are, you know, if you're looking at U.S. population in general, it's like, oh, my God. Right. Yeah. So this is a pretty amazing, uh, you know, me and Tim have had a long career uh, prior to our, our years in stardom on the radio, yeah. um, <laughs> doing LGBT marketing uh, yeah. specifically for Super of America, and I've done work with Pepsi and Absolute Vodka, and you know, um, it's an interesting time of year to do stuff. Pride is now this big gay Christmas almost. It's like boom, you know, December arrives in, mm-hmm. in June, and I just some. I, I think it's great that you got, that you've identified this or amazing organization to partner with uh, because they do such great work, and I think Harry's in general. This is a wonderful thing to let people know about. But here's a question for you that you may not be. It's just more of a talking point. And you may sit in on some of these meetings. I know you're on the social end, but on the marketing side, uh, I am imagining that that men are pretty rigid about their uh, routines. Mm -hmm. So this is a great time of year, in my opinion, to try something new like a Harry's because a you're going to get this incredible. We're going to look. We have pictures of this that I took for close-ups. Incredible kit. It's a it's a wonderful company, but like I've been shaving with the same product for I think twenty or thirty years. Mm-hmm. So to move me off the toadstool, right? Like, yeah. a you have to do what you're doing now. Yeah. But do you sit in on meetings where people talk about you know what are we going to? How many more shaver guys are we going to get on board? Or does it you know?
4: Yeah, I mean all the time. And I think this is just a particular moment where you could try and uh, try our products. Um, But, yeah, I think we we are constantly having that discussion. How do we get more folks to try our products? And then we find once they do, um, they really like it and want to stick with us.
2: So you're you're in social you're in social
4: social impact Mm and impact.
2: But. Do you ever have meetings with the marketing team where they're like, hey, you know, last year we did this event with XYZ organization, we had no new members sign up, we had five people, whatever, I'm making up numbers. Yeah. But that's not really the point of Harry's putting aside 1%, is right. it? It's 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 not, you're doing a really good cor- a corporate citizenship, right? You're being yeah. a good citizen.
4: Yeah, and I think that ultimately brings, I think it speaks a lot to our customer customer loyalty and that folks want to stay with us because they they understand how much we give back and how much we care about the community. And overwhelmingly for customers, I think that's going to become more and more important. There's research out in the world right now. About millennials and Gen Z, and actually how important it is for them to be supporting companies that actually do give back. Um, and we could say almost from the beginning, within three or four months of starting Harry's, we've set aside one percent to give back, um, and that's something that we, we are very proud of. It's in our DNA, um, and so I think it'll answer that call when when more millennials and more Gen Z are um, becoming potential customers and consumers. They're gonna they're gonna look in and they're gonna look under the hood. And See that, you know, we have, we've given. You got the chops.
2: Right. You have the chops, yeah. Well,
0: it's great when you can find a product or a service that you like, and then you find out that your uh, philanthropic endeavors align with what what means something to you as well. So here's a great opportunity. You could buy this Shave with Pride kit that John will show, like Carol Merrill. Mm -hmm. hey Steve,
2: Steve, you could start going through some (laughs) of the, the slides that we have. So you get a beautiful box with this art, right?
4: Yes, Jose Roda is um, the artist. He's a Spanish artist who he commissioned to do this work. So,
0: so this. this is available through. You can get this online.
4: Yes, you can get it online. Um, you can go to harrys.com/slash focus.
0: Focus for yeah. Focus Group listeners, right? Yeah,
4: um, and then you'll all, you can also get it at walmart.com and target.com.
0: Wow, so okay. I wanted I wanted to ask you about that. So this is a direct to consumer product, right? Harry's, are you guys now going to be available in retail?
4: We are actually yeah. available. We are in Walmart and Target. You are, okay. As well. Yep. As well as direct-to-consumer. So
0: it's a great way to increase your business. And, then, and, and so those sets are available there as well, and money goes to the Trevor Project. Yes. How did, how did you guys connect?
4: Good question. (laughs) So we had decided we shifted our social impact a little bit, and we were focusing on mental health more specifically. Um, So in the next couple years, we're going to help 500,000 men get the mental health care that they need. Um, And so when I was looking for partners, we were looking for different groups who are disproportionately affected by mental health. So men are 3.5 times more likely to commit suicide. We know that. So men generally are... um, more likely, likely to commit suicide. But within that, there are specific groups that um, have even higher numbers. So um, LGBTQ folks, um, young men in particular, you heard Shira say the number one killer of men under 39, I believe, or second killer under men for men under 39. Um, veterans, if I didn't say that before. Um, and so we were looking for an LGBTQ partner, um, and we one that we thought we we're doing was actually doing the work, and that we could take this partnership beyond Pride. Like it's great to do a product; we're very proud of it, we're excited about it. But we wanted a long-term relationship with someone. So, um, so yeah, that's when. Well,
2: did you reach yeah. out to to Trevor, and then you contacted Shira, I or picked
5: up the call? <laughs> <laughs> <China>. <laughs>
4: no,
5: and I'll just say it's it's so wonderful to work with a partner with where it's not only about activating around pride. And I think that that's what we see, especially young people wanting to see from any corporation that's engaging for pride. One, the fact that Harry's is doing 100%. Of profits from the product, um, I think really stands out, and then also the fact that it's part of a more year-round, long-term partnership supporting our programs. That makes a big difference for us. Well,
2: also, if, if Harry, as you said earlier, that you uh, gave uh, donated about two hundred, not about it was two hundred thousand yeah. to yeah. the Trevor Project. In dollar like in terms of the Trevor project, what does that actually mean for you guys? Does that mean X number of hours of call center operation or adding more more people to the team or
5: Yeah, it's a great question. So in particular, what Harry's is supporting this year is actually a pretty big transformation of our programs. So you heard me say before, we're not serving as many young people as we need to. And one of the big challenges there is that we have limited volunteer capacity. Um, Every time that a young person calls us or texts us or instant messages us, we have a trained volunteer who actually is on the other side providing support. Um, And today, we have a limited capacity A way that we train our digital crisis counselors, which is through webinars and they have to sign in at a certain time and things like that. It's a great training program, but it's less flexible. And actually, Harry's is specifically supporting a transformation that we're gonna be developing self-paced learning modules so that People can go through the training at their own pace, on their own Then be time. ready to sign on. And exactly. And so it makes a huge difference for us because that will help us to train many, many more volunteers, both in the next 12 months but also for every year following that.
0: Wow. Kudos to Harry's because um, not to disparage any other brands. But so many so, but maybe so, a little so bit. many attach themselves, particularly around pride, they do something, oh, throw a rainbow on something, or they just attach themselves to all the celebrity around it. And everyone knows, particularly in the LGBTQ community, with the work that the Trevor Project has done, I don't know who would do it if you guys didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so true. I think Very it's true. so important, and it's a great partnership that you guys have done. And um, it's a great way to, to raise funds, too, um, and, and let people know about the brand and then you know feel like you're helping helping by just not purchasing something, but
2: actually it's going to a good cause. So you guys are to be congratulated for that. I think it's great. Yes. Yeah, and Maggie, you have a background in in philanthropy. It's it's yeah. I, I when I was reading your both your bios, I was like, I, we always ended up on marketing and advertising, right? Yeah. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know what it would be like to work for some of the organizations you guys were at prior, where you're actually again putting out a helping hand for somebody. But yeah. so you've been at Harry's how long now?
4: Oh, I'm, uh, almost a year and a half now. And
2: and mm-hmm. you and you're are you already thinking ahead to other uh, social things, and you, you're given a budget.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so we're given one, that 1%, which is pretty significant. <laughs> Whatever that significant. may be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I got the best. I, I say this uh, to everyone. I have the best job at Harry's. I get to think about how we can do good in the world every day. Um, I get to think about how we can make an impact with that 1%. Um, and we get to, we've set a goal, we're going to reach 500,000 men in the next couple of years, which is a pretty ambitious goal. So Trevor Project is helping us get there and many other nonprofit partners.
2: I just don't know who in your competitive space does this. And I'm sure that you sit and figure this out, but yeah. let, let's just use a name, that a household name that we know, Gillette. I couldn't tell you if they do anything like that. I don't even think they do. Yeah. And, and so this is a, remo- that's why I was saying before about this notion of trying to move someone out of a habit. Like let's say you shave with another product every day, this is a great time to try it out. And the kit's great. I mean, I, we showed pictures before, but it's when it arrived, I was like, oh my lord, like wow, you guys really <laughs> went you Thanks. went all out. Art, custom art, the little flyer inside yeah. talks about what you're doing. There's an uh, I think when the when you're you, you go to the site, if you go to um, Harrys.com/focus, you can order the kit. You, I think you'll be able to download a PDF booklet too with a lot of uh, yes. talent in the book right
4: yes yeah you will be able to
2: so got that iridescent handle which is a which
4: yeah, is it's, unique it's beautiful cool. yeah and each one is one of a kind so
0: i like the shaving really? i like yeah. the shaving cream i'm still a cream guy <laughs>
2: Oh no, I'm, oh, a I'm a gel. I am totally yeah. <laughs> the, my, like when I saw this, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. The like, like yeah, gel's great. And you then like you get the this great booklet, which yeah,
4: and we everything. feature the Trevor Project in our booklet this year. Uh-huh. Like a, yeah.
2: And then I was like, my other half, Bob's like, i I, was like, I have no idea what this is, and Bob goes, oh, it's for traveling. It's for traveling. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not
0: know what that is?
2: Would you I think know. it was a vacuum? I, I didn't. I thought it was for like, add blade, like <laughs> when oh, you use goodness. the blade up or something. But <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. I think and see, this is the yeah, there it is. That's cool.
5: Yes, super beautiful.
2: Yeah. And on the inside, right on the inside, it says, With Pride, Harry's.com. Nicely done, guys. I I think you are off to a, a this is a wonderful thing you're doing, and both your organizations are really cool for doing it. Uh, So what else do you want our listeners to know, by the way? So it's... uh, harrys.com no apostrophe here we have it up here harrys.com slash focus
4: focus yeah. go
2: order yourself a kit start experimenting with harrys and hopefully you'll stay with the brand mm-hmm. so that one percent of all sales can continue to go to maggie's department and then go over to exactly. as well.
4: <laughs>
2: but anything else our listeners should know
4: i'd love for them to know if they need resources where they can find it that if yeah, Shira, sure. you want to plug that a little? Absolutely. Um, so if you're interested in getting
5: more involved in the Trevor Project and learning how to support our life-saving work, uh, you can go to Um There's also volunteer opportunities there if you want to become one of the crisis counselors and actually go through the amazing new training that Harry's is helping support. Um, and, of course, just join us for Pride this year.
2: On the, on the uh, volunteer side. Yes. What should someone expect from a number of hours uh, to to devote to that, do you think? Yeah.
5: So... our volunteer opportunities, it does depend but if you actually want to become a crisis counselor with us, which you can do from anywhere in the U.S., um, it's about nine hours a month. So if you do three three-hour shifts a month. There's an extensive training that you go through um, but once again, that'll be at your own pace on your own time. Um, and then, yeah, it's three three-hour shifts a month. You can take texts and chats from the comfort of your couch um, and respond to young people in crisis and it's it's pretty an incredible opportunity. Wow. And
2: do you have any other, I, I, I have one oddball kind of last question and it's like part of me wants to do this and then part of me wonders if I have the fortitude to do Mm. it because I think you probably hear some incredibly heartbreaking and horrific stories from these young people and I'm sure you have a great retention rate with your volunteers but does anybody like way through the process, like oh my god, <laughs> well, that's why the training is so important, right? Yeah. yeah, to prepare you for that.
5: I mean, what I would say is a couple of things. One is that counselor self-care is, of course, number one priority at the organization because we wouldn't be able to serve young people without our amazing volunteers. Who um, we want to make sure that they're taken care of. So we have ways that we support them. We also, you're never alone counseling young people. So we have supervisors who are providing support and making sure that if you do have any questions or it's a more challenging situation, that you have the support that you need so we really do focus on making sure that our volunteers have both the tools that they need and the skills that they need um, but also the support that they need to have some challenging conversations and young people reach out to us actually about all different things of course there are some very serious situations and there are also people who just want to talk because they've had a rough day or they have a new crush Um, people reach out to us for all different reasons now
2: i breathe a sigh of relief i'm like okay not every single call is i'm at the edge of the bridge and you're and i don't mean to I don't mean to diminish it in the least, but but now you're describing a world where they just have someone to reach out to. Yes. At the very broad, 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 bad end of the spectrum, it is a, I want to end it. Somewhere in the middle, it's, ah, I have a bad day. I just want someone to talk to who understands me because I'm trans or queer or whatever. Support, yeah. a supportive, supportive ear.
5: Yeah. Um, and actually, one stat I didn't share before, but that I think is super important, is that um one supportive person can reduce an LGBTQ youth's risk of suicide by 30%. Mm -hmm. So that's really what we're trying to do. We're being that supportive person. We're being there for people in their darkest times. And also along the way so that they don't enter a crisis, a full-blown crisis in the first place. We're trying to create that world
2: very cool imagine very
4: cool I was gonna say that we also are lucky enough to partner our our uh, Harry's employees get five paid days to volunteer every year and there will be a crew volunteering
2: to really closed. Wow another yes. another amazing thing guys it's great I want to thank you for coming and sharing this so Thanks it's uh, Maggie euro.
4: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Her name is not spelt that way, but it's pronounced yeah. <laughs> like a euro. And Shira Kogan from The Trevor Project. Uh, the kit is uh, Shave With Pride. It's harrys.com slash focus. We urge you to go there and check it out. And we want to thank you for joining us today. Thanks to everybody in the booth. Garrett and Steve, thank you, as always. A big thanks to Deep Discount. Check them out at Deep Discount. Or, well, go to our site first, Focus Group Radio, click on their logo. And as Tim likes to say... Don't text and drive, arrive alive. You nailed it it perfectly, and you invented it. I know, and I don't know why I always mess it up. (laughs) Thanks folks, we'll (laughs) see you in a week.
5: Thank you. you.
1: It's the Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Accessible on all platforms. Subscribe, like, and rate us on your platform of choice. Learn more at focusgroupradio.com. That was a stunning Focus Group.